Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the internet talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, we have a brand spanking new guest. He is an enjoyer of the Final Fantasy franchise. It is Red Panda Gamer RPG. Panda, hello! Hello, Tony. How's it going? Hello! <laughs> hello. <laughs> What's happened? Oh, you know, just living another day talking video games here in the game lounge. Oh my god, I love it. It's, it, it's going to be a great do. time. And because you're... And because you're brand new here oh my gosh yes we have to have ask to you we have to start with the loading screen and ask you the most loaded question a podcast can ask somebody who's initiation a, who, questions okay yeah i need you to give me your favorite video game video game character and video game soundtrack here's the thing that is ridiculously hard and oh my gosh i don't know what to say <laughs> because i was like okay i do have two you know, again, my, my channel is very dedicated to FromSoft and Final Fantasy specifically. I do love a lot of Square Enix things and, well, SquareSoft slash Square Enix things in general. But it's just like, I am a huge fan of specifically Bloodborne and Final Fantasy VII. Those are like my two ultimate favorite games of all time. And I love them. I love them so much. To say that the Hunter is my favorite character would be a lie because he never says anything. <laughs> in bloodborne so i was like i can't i feel like i can't say that at all he doesn't do anything besides you know obviously you the character who's just going around attacking things but it's just like um well even at that i feel like my favorite character of all time would probably be kane or or maybe cecil from final fantasy 4 okay or you know even oh gosh i would even say like vincent or cloud from Final Fantasy 7. Like it's so weird. I don't know. That's such a loaded question. Gosh, that's hard. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like which ones come to mind specifically? It's all of those ones. And even Terra from 6, if I'm being honest. I think she's the dopest thing ever. All right. What about uh what about uh video game soundtrack? Video game soundtrack, man. See, that's a hard one too. <laughs> Because again, it's like, even if you look at like Final Fantasy, it's like 7 is amazing. Uh, 10 is wonderful. Um, Even 14 is epic as hell. But then again, you go to Bloodborne and like, I think Elden Ring has, oh my gosh, those soundtracks slap so hard. Like I literally listen to them and they pump me up when I go to work. They are the most exciting things I've ever heard. Even Bloodborne, like Ludwig's freaking theme is so outstandingly amazing that i like i could listen to that on repeat like ah those are the 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 few in a nutshell <laughs> okay okay i know it's the it's kind of like all of them like give me 7 10 14 bloodborne elden ring i think that's about it let's just go for that right now <laughs> Well, even at that, it's like freaking Nier Automata. I think that soundtrack is adorable. So it's so hard. 
<laughs> so, so it's safe to say that just anything that Square puts out is safely on it's, that list. Yes, it's usually very good. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think I think that answers all those questions. <laughs> and, and then uh, extra, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dive into our headline of the week. Uh, which there was a brand new Nintendo Indie World Showcase showcasing some brand new indie games coming out uh, this year and a few for next year. And uh, I'm going to just quickly run down what uh, was shown off. Uh, Starting off, we had uh, Mineko's Night Market, which is a new life sim type game, which has a mini game called Cat Racing, where you get on a cat and you ride the cat and race, race it. Oh my gosh, that should be like a spinoff of like a, oh gosh, what is it, Stray? This should be like <laughs> cat racing and Stray too. God. Like a, like a Stray Gran Turismo, just like. <laughs> I mean, I feel, you, technically we could have that anytime we want. We just need the mods. That's true. Turn the car, <laughs> co- turn that car into a cat. All you got to do is change a letter. Oh. <laughs> That'd be amazing. We have uh, a new entry in the My Time series. Uh, the, this is a sequel to My Time at Porsche, My Time at Sandrock. That's coming out later this summer. Uh, Played Up is coming to the Switch in October, which Played Up is a fantastic game. If you have not played fa- Played Up, go play Played Up. It is a great, great game on Steam. Uh, Quilts and Cats of Calico, this is an adaptation of the board game Calico, is coming out fall 2023. Rift of the Necrodancer, this is a spinoff to the very popular Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, that comes out 2023, following a more... I, I, line rhythm game, sort of like Guitar Hero, uh, in that sense where it's like it's coming down at you in a line. Uh, looks cool. Uh, if you're a fan of the Necro Dancer series, definitely give that a check. Uh, some DLCs for some popular indie games got announced. A little to the left is getting paid DLC for cupboards and cabinets. I believe was the other word in the DLC title. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is getting uh, a free DLC. And Cult of the Lamb Relics of the Old Faith update comes out April 24th. Animal Well was shown off as this really interesting, possibly like Metroidvania style, like really old school graphics. Donkey, video game Donkey was in the trailer uh, to help promote the game, which was, <laughs> I, I felt out of place. I'm like, that's, that's fucking Donkey. And then he introduced the, the developer of the game and I'm like, I was and then Donkey was off do, doing things in the background, like Donkey does. And I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, uh, that that comes out early 2024. Was Dunk was Donkey drunky? Like, what is he doing? I, pos- I don't th- I don't think so. This is Nintendo. You, you know, area. you know how Nintendo gets with things. I think it was just Donkey being himself. <laughs> uh, we That's also great. got a new uh, announcement for Crime O'Clock. This is a puzzle exploration game. Uh, very much in the style of like Where's Waldo, uh, that comes out June thirtieth. That's great. Looks I've interesting. I've never heard of that one. It looks interesting. I like the th- I like the name of it. Literally writing it down right now. I don't know. I love those kind of stuff. I still <laughs> I still have books where I purposely forgot Where's Waldo. It's almost like I like try to erase them and then be like, okay, now I need to find them again. I've like all of them. I know. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Uh, we then got a twofer, Tesla Grad 2 and Tesla Grad Remastered. These are physics-based puzzle games. These are out right now on the Nintendo Switch. 
uh, as well as, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, as well as Shadow Over Shadows Overloading, which is a sl- stick man slapstick RPG. The digital version of this game is out now. It's going to get a physical version in the fall. And uh, when I say watch the trailer, watch the trailer for this game because you will understand what I mean by slip slapstick RPG. <laughs> That's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie; I wrote down a couple of these because I'm just like I've never heard and I want to see them right now. <laughs> uh, Blasphemous Two, the action platformer, is going to come out summer 2023. And lastly, Oxen Free Two: Lost Signals will come out July 12th with pre-orders available now. And that is uh, that's the headline of the week. It was a pretty good indie indie showcase this time around. I mean, they're always pretty good. Uh, the Nintendo Indie World showcases. Uh, it's a great way to get introduced to some cool indie games that are coming to the Switch and also other places because they'll usually come out everywhere if they can. Uh, and with that in the books, it's time for us to now talk about everything else that happened this past week. Here's what we're diving into with the week in review. Recapping the news of last week from major studio highs and lows, TCG updates, board games, and MMOs, this is the week in review. And to kick it off, uh, some of the game releases that came out last week Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp came out, as well as Dead Island 2 and Minecraft Legends. And of those three, Dead Island 2, which a game people have been waiting for for years. Uh, Yeah, you could almost say decades. (laughs) Almost a decade. I think it's almost a decade. But uh, it's... uh, The game could have gotten delayed so they could fix a couple issues. Yeah. Not gonna lie. It's That's so funny. I was like, even yesterday I saw some gameplay of it i was like wow this looks like a lot of fun but at the same time oh boy it looks like it's very rough too i mean yeah i mean a game looking rough and then but be and being rough are two different things it's got some things that definitely needed polishing um and fixing so i'm sorry dead island 2 people and again some people are enjoying the game for what it is because they just love running around to kill zombies uh, diving into the world of video game news, uh, starting off, Microsoft disabled Twitter sharing on Xbox because of Twitter's new API fee that they introduced as they rolled out new updates for the site, including the removal of your blue check marks. So no, uh, if you're very, so, uh, only, only like world leaders and like a select few people have like any sort of check mark now, or if you're still paying for Twitter Blue, I believe you still get the check mark. Uh, we got some new footage of a brand new game called Unre- Unrecord, and this game looks so realistic that people are even saying that like, oh no, all he did was take like a video and make it look like a video game. But people have been pointing out some like lighting discrepancies. This game looks like super real, but it's done in the Unreal Engine. This like the developers of this game have really pushed it, and it's like holy shit, this is real. Nice, wait, like Unreal Five or like this is like the scary, like it's a it's a police body cam game, Ooh. and <laughs> it's it's like from like Drama. the perspective of the body cam. It's like yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna sh- we're gonna we're gonna witness we real gonna- <laughs> police brutality in this game. Jeez. <laughs> I'm gonna feel everything. I don't know if I want to play this. It's like, uh, but no, it's more. It's gonna be more like, um, what's that game called? 
Future Tony here. The game is called Ready or Not. Uh, yeah, but it uh, looks really interesting. Definitely check out the trailer if you have not yet. Uh, Diablo 4 is getting another open beta from May 12th to 14th. Uh, yes. They want you to slam the servers, Blizzard says, because yes. that's what uh, this test will be for, to make sure that the servers can handle it. Yeah, I will be a part of that because they're actually bringing back, oh, God, what was the world boss called? Oh, sh crap. I don't remember. But they're well, bringing, they're bringing back, back a world boss. Yeah, they're bringing back a world boss. I will be test. I will be there on the 12th through the 14th. <laughs> I won't because I don't play Blizzard games. I refused until I played the beta of Diablo 4. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hate Blizzard for making a decent game this time. Because for the last that's 10 years, fair. I've refused. Like, again, that's fair. I don't like Blizzard whatsoever. But when I saw gameplay of Diablo 4, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. Let's see how it goes. It's not bad. It's fine. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft has revealed the first details of the Division Heartland, as this is the next entry in their looter shooter franchise, The Division. Uh, it'll have a closed play test this summer. So look forward to that if you're a Division fan, or if you know, if you're like, oh yeah, The Division, I remember those games. They were very meh. Uh, in some Nintendo Switch uh, online news, Street Fighter 2, Flicky, and Kid Chameleon were added to the Sega Genesis catalog on Nintendo Switch Online. So now you can play Street Fighter 2 on the Nintendo Switch uh, on the Sega Genesis, of all things. In an update to one of the craziest stories that we had last year, Bowser has been released from prison. Oh now, we're not talking about the God. King of the Koopas. We're talking about <laughs> Gary Bowser, the hacker... Uh, who got caught selling hacked switches and Nintendo, you know, they found his ass. Well, they, they sued his ass and uh, well, he's been, he's been released early. He's still paying the charge though. Cause he's paying that $10 million to Nintendo. That's how much it was because yeah, no, he basically got out and then they just slammed him with more fines or whatever. Yeah. So 25% of his uh, monthly gross income will be going to Nintendo uh, starting six months from now. You Bad day uh, for Gary Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you get. He fucked around and found out. Uh, in Halo news, the Halo franchise creative director, Frank, Frank O'Connor, has left uh, 343 Industries. And by the sound of things, a.k.a. if you go look at his LinkedIn, he has a new position somewhere else now. I don't think they're going to make another Halo game ever. Not going to no, lie. No, I... Okay, for the record, again, do love the Halo series. I love it so much. Oh, I love it too. Yeah, 343 really, they, they just, they kind of put it in a grave with Infinite, if I'm being honest. I think their best case now is to just kind of roll up constant updates to the Master Chief Collection multiplayer. Yes. I think that's the best thing to do. Cause it's funny. That's that's the Halo only thing Infinite's that we do. Multi like Halo Infinite's multiplayer is fun, but they don't. Ha they they're really bad at like balancing it, and it has issues still with online stuff. Well, exactly. Some of the weapons are just weird. I I you know again fundamentally, I just disagree with them because I just don't think they work. But um, well, even at that, it's just like every season they just come out with what like two or three more maps, and that's it. Like it's or like four total. Like it's just. It's very disappointing. It's just like how many how many things can you 
do. It's just like, this is almost like yearly updates by this point. And you yeah. only came up with four maps. <laughs> I don't know. Just like everything about Infinite right now, I'm just like, you know what? Like, forgive me, 343, but the rights are going to be sold. You're not going to have it anymore. Give it to somebody like the Doom studio to have them do a Halo. Like, I'm just kind of over 343 right now. I can't. That, that and That's very fair. I think a lot of people are. Uh, in some augmented reality news, Niantic and Capcom are giving Monster Hunter players the chance... Well, they're giving them a Pokemon Go game with <laughs> Monster Hunter Now, which what? begins its beta tests on April 25th. So now you can hunt monsters in the real world. Uh, <laughs> so it's Pokemon Go, just Monster Hunter Now. Exactly. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, in some more Good developer news, ex-Halo and Destiny creative director Joseph Staten well, he, he got scooped up by Netflix as he is working on a brand new AAA multi-platform game and an original IP for Netflix games. Wow. Because remember, Netflix makes video games now. They do? Since when? They do. <laughs> uh, well, uh, since... Uh, if you, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this because since uh, uh, you can when? only play most of the Netflix <laughs> games on mobile devices because if you go into the Netflix app on your mobile phone... There's a section for video games. Wow. Okay, legit. Did not know that. <laughs> and some I'm... very happy news for people on the internet. Eric Barone, a.k.a. Concerned Ape, has announced that Stardew Valley is getting a 1.6 update, adding some brand new dialogue and more support for mods as he takes a small break from Haunted Chocolatier development. In Pokemon news, a brand new Pokemon was revealed in the anime. We don't know its name. It looks like a smaller version of Terrapagos, which was the legendary Pokemon that they showcased when they announced the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, we, but again, no name confirms it. But uh, it was shown off in, what is it, Pokemon Horizons? That's what the new anime is called. And, uh, but yeah, it looks good. And people are saying that the new anime is doing pretty good so far. So, without Ash Ketchum. Yep. I was wondering if this was with or without. Yeah, this Again, is the I, first... I haven't kept up with Pokemon yeah, whatsoever. The first, the first <laughs> series without Ash Ketchum that isn't like Pokemon Chronicles, which was a side thing back in the, the day. Okay. Wow. Well, get it, Pokemon. Yeah. It's some acquisition news. Sega has acquired Angry Birds developer Rovio for $775 million. And PlayStation has recently acquired Firewalk Studios, which are an up-and-coming studio. They're currently working on a game, but it has not been revealed yet what it is. Is of Street Fighter news. Street Fighter VI has announced their first four DLC characters without the game even being out yet. Rashid, uh, AKI, or Aki, Ed, and of course, Akuma. Because you can't have a Street Fighter game without Akuma nowadays. In LEGO news, LEGO has announced four brand new sets for Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic's Green Hill Zone Loop Challenge, Amy's Animal Rescue Island, Tails Workshop and Tornado Plane, and Sonic's Speed Sphere Challenge. So you can get those. I believe they're coming out later this year is what they said. So uh, look forward to some Sonic LEGO. You can now have Mario LEGO and Sonic LEGO collide as they both have some uh, sets now 
Uh, in some dead game news, Spotify is killing Hurdle on May 5th. What's a Hurdle? It's like Wordle, but it's a song where it plays one second of a song. What's the point of that? You get one second? Yeah, you get one second of a song and then two seconds of the song. And then it's like five, seven. I think it goes like maximum of 15 seconds. You're trying to guess what the song is. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, what is it that, like that game show? Like I can name this song without even hearing it. Oh, God. What yeah. Was, yeah. It's, it's like kind of like that. But, uh, but Spotify is going to be killing it ever since it acquired Hurdle back in the wow. day. Okay. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, in regular video game news, a uh, brand new Harry Potter multiplayer game is coming out. Uh, oh, good. Well, it's gonna, it's, they're getting people signed up for play tests. Harry Potter Quidditch Champions. Nice. Uh, Warner Brothers Games announced that. So you can sign up for play tests uh, right now, actually. Uh, and uh, to play what uh hogwarts legacy was missing quidditch yep (laughs) i was just about to say it's the only thing that like legacy it would have been like an extra point if i had some quidditch like i needed it in my life and it didn't happen they even give you a broom and everything yeah (laughs) i was like dang oh well well, uh, cool. Taking a look at some live service game news, starting off with Final Fantasy fourteen patch six point four will be releasing middle of May, Woo! middle to at late May. Oh, uh, May, and because of that, we are finally in the range for the brand new Moogle Treasure Tombstone event, which kicks off Woo! on Tuesday the twenty fifth. So wow. you can uh, start playing uh, content uh, to get Moogle Treasure Tombstones. Uh, with the motor, with uh, so what you can play this time around, uh, for tombstones are the Shadowbringer Alliance raids, uh, Praetorium, Castrum, uh, Meridianum, and Ultima Weapon. You can play all of those for X amount, like always. And then the three dungeons that you're probably gonna, and the, the two dungeons that you're gonna see run the most are Tantara Deep, uh, Tantara Hard, and oh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, uh, Holebreaker Isle. Those are the two that are probably going to get run the most. Uh, one of them will probably have a Blue Mage strat to blast through it really quick so you can get all the tombstones. As for some of the rewards, the big reward this time around is a set of earrings. I think it was a Porksy earring, which they're little pigs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the big thing. And the big mount that you can get this time around is Ixian. Uh, the world no. boss that is accessible to Shadowbringers, uh, sorry, to Stormblood players as he appears in one of the Stormblood areas. But you can get the mount without having to kill the boss and get its horns uh, by paying 50 tombstones of these Moogle tombstones. Uh, so if you want a really cool lightning horsey. horse yeah. goat thing, Yay. <laughs> uh, you can you can get that. Does it look like a unicorn horse? Goat? I, I I vaguely do not remember what Ixion oh. looks like, not gonna lie. But it <laughs> is big. It's a oh. big one. That's all that's what I remember. That just got me really excited. Again, I it's, it's kind of a summon that I, it's like I wish um Final Fantasy used more often. It's been in very selective few, and I'm just like, Ixion is dope. He is freaking amazing. Unicorn horsey lightning powers. <laughs> so you can get you can get that mount starting Tuesday, and it'll run until the release of 6.4. I want it. Let's do it. 
In Destiny 2 news, Bungie has outlined a new accessibility features coming to Destiny 2, with most of these tweaks uh, to the game focusing on radical changes, full auto melee, new subtitle color options, and more. In the world of trading cards, starting off with Pokemon, Origin Form Palkia V-Star League Battle Deck. That drops on May 5th with the Scarlet and Violet Paldea Evolves, the next mainline set, coming out June 9th. In Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, starting off with the Master Duel updates, the May ban list has been revealed and a new selection pack is available now, Blessings of Nature, which introduced Terra elements, which have basically broken the meta because I believe they're a tier zero deck. Don't quote me on that, though. People are mad. People are malding. But in the new festival that's happening right now, the four Attribute 4 Festival, which is going on until the 2nd of May, you don't have to worry about that because you can only use monsters that have the fire, earth, water, and wind elements. And Terra elements are light and dark. Or just dark. I don't remember which one they are. And in the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG world, the Legendary Collection, the 25th Anniversary Edition, that is out right now. So you can now uh, get those nice little silver boxes celebrating 25 years of Yu-Gi-Oh! Cyberstorm Access comes out on May 4th. Wild Survivors on June 2nd. Battles of Legend Monstrous Revenge on June 21st. And the 25th Anniversary 10 Dueling Heroes on September 8th. In Magic the Gathering news, March of the Machine is out right now. And March of the Machine in the Aftermath releases on May 12th. Shadows over Innistrad Remastered comes to Magic the Gathering Arena in the middle of the year. Wilds of Eldrain drops sometime in the fall. And Magic the Gathering... Oh yeah, that's it. That's uh, That other one was last week's news. I forgot to remove that. Uh, and lastly, in some board game and tabletop news... Critical Role's Darrington Press imprint has re really has uh, shown off two new RPG games and a brand new board game that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, starting off, Illuminated Worlds is one of the first RPG games coming down. It's going to be using a D6 system for shorter arc-driven campaigns, while Daggerheart, which has been given the fewest details of the three, is going to be for more long-term campaign play and character progression. And the new card game, Queen by Midnight, it's a deck-building game that they'll be releasing. And that's everything in the Week in Review. Nice. <laughs> uh, and now that we're done looking backwards, it's time to look forwards and see and talk about what games are coming out next week. Here's what should be on your radar from April 24th to 30th. From upcoming AAA titles, promising indies, and the random shovelware, here's what should be on your radar. And there's quite a bit, specifically on Thursday, but we'll get to that in a second. Starting off on Monday, Shadows of Doubt releases on the PC. On Tuesday, After Image makes its way to everything but the Switch. Strayed Lights comes out on everything, and Trinity Trigger makes its way to the PC. On Wednesday, Desta, The Memories Between, comes to the Switch and PC. Evil Dead, the Game of the Year edition, comes out on everything, I believe. Uh, or everything that it's on currently. So, Wait, Evil Dead is, is self-proclaiming Game of the Year? Yeah, when did that <laughs> what i don't know <laughs> but they like which which side like website gave them gave them that <laughs> <like>, title <laughs> probably uh a probably a movie site 
that has oh. a really has <laughs> like a boner for Evil Dead. Yeah, just absolute. <laughs> if you're a fan of Genshin, Honkai Star Rail makes its way to the PC on Wednesday, which is this is a brand new game from Hoyoverse. So if you're a fan of Genshin, uh, check out Honkai Star Rail. On Thursday, Bramble the Mountain King comes out on everything. Kizuna Eye Touch the Beat comes to PS4, PC, Switch, and PlayStation VR. Lego Brick Tales heads to mobile devices. Live Alive makes its way to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC. Omega Strikers comes to the Switch. The Last Case of Benedict Fox comes to the Xbox consoles and PC. Arc Runner comes out on everything but the Switch. Dungeon Drafters comes to the PC. Velocity Noodle comes to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Zoria Age of Shattering comes to the PC. And lastly, on Friday, Monster Hunter Rise. Sunbreak makes its way to the PlayStation and Xbox systems. Nuclear Blaze comes to the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Welcome to Goodland comes to the PC. And lastly... Star Wars Jedi Survivor makes its way to next-gen systems, PlayStation 5, and Series X, and the PC. Nice. And that's everything coming out next week. Nice. Actually, speaking of that, I'm definitely doing um, all Star Wars dedicated things on May 4th and onward. Excellent. Revenge of the 5th. The Revenge of the 5th. I'm so excited for it all. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. People are looking. People have been looking forward to Star Wars Jedi Survivor for a while. I started. I've actually just finally started playing uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. I don't think I'll be done the game in time for when this comes out, but I'm probably gonna hold off until it goes on sale to get it anyway. I know it's like I'm really excited for it, but I I, I haven't even tried Fallen Order yet, so I don't even know. It's all right. It's, yeah, I'm just uh, gonna play them back to back. I'm, I'm still like very early in the game but it's all right i i like the story so far which is it much i'm maybe like an hour in if that nice i know i was just like i'm just i'm just a big fan of like souls born like games too i i always have to like try them out very much like neo or like woe long and all that stuff i'm just like give me it or like well stranger of paradise final fantasy well yeah that, that is very much the souls like of final fantasy that game yeah. is yep Created by Team Ninja, who also did Neo. the Warriors games oh, and those, yeah, <laughs> love them. That's, that's that's what I know Team Ninja from. They did that. They did Persona Five Strikers. It's uh, it's it's great. I I I enjoy those types of games and Stranger of Paradise for of a mess of a, a Nomura story that it is. It's a fun game. It's absolutely delightful. I mean, I was actually surprised again, just being a fan of the Final Fantasy series. I was like. I didn't know how it was going to exist within the Final Fantasy like universe, and they made it work. Surprisingly, well, Namora pulled the Namora. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because it's like it's always like the last hour of the game, it starts to make sense. It's like and I'm just like, oh, where the God. hell was this the rest of the game? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Why can't we get any of this here? Now, why are you dumping it all at the end? And why is there a time travel paradox going on tomorrow? What are you doing? It's all at once. Can you just space it out? God. It's just like, honestly, once once it happens, you're just like, wow, I get it. Like, oh, yeah. But, I, I, but I understand it. it but it's just like, it's also just, you ask the question, why? Exactly. I, I look at my gameplay. I'm just like 40 hours later. What the hell, Namora? Now this makes sense. 
This is turning into M. Night Shyamalan, but in like gaming form. <laughs> like I hate it. <laughs> but anyways, we'll get to more of that later too. Yes. And uh, I think with that uh, yelling at Nomura out of the way, it's time for us to talk about some other things. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering anything from modern and retro games to the hard-hitting questions that define the gaming world, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. All right, and our first topic of the day, we're talking Final Fantasy 16, uh, which at this point, I'm just saying, Yoshi, please just give us the game. I'm so excited. I am, I'm excited for 16. Well, if you look at all of the releases so far from Final Fantasy, this is the only one that has stuck to its release date. Has so it actually? It has. It has stuck, and it's happening June 22nd. And there is no... Yep, nothing's going to stop that from happening. <laughs> so, nice. Thank you, Yoshi P, for at Thank least you. sticking to yeah, a date. Exactly. Thank you, Yoshi P. Yeah. And also, it looks complete, too. It does. Like, they, like they everything that we've like seen for this earlier. game, it, it looks so good. Like, that's a good thing to point out, is it, it looks Smooth complete. Smooth as fuck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like I said, they could release it, like, now, and it, I think it would still be fine. It really would. <laughs> I think by now, they're just waiting for the release date. They're just like, why did we say June 22nd? Well, I think I think a big part of that is is you also gotta realize that like a part a chunk of the team are also people that work on fourteen, exactly, and they've been working on six point four as well. Because uh, you have Soken doing some of the music, you have uh, the the combat director is the guy who directed the combat of Devil May Cry five. Like you have like a, like I've said this before, you have such a fantastic team of people on this game that's just like yeah i i have i'm it's, not worried exactly no not at all and in fact it's it's funny that you said that because it is it's the dragon's dogma people with um the devil may cry i believe four and five um combat directors and just people from that actual um that studio i mean they were i think that was a good five six years ago when square enix decided to to you know, invested them and kind of showed them over here in the Square Enix realm. So it's just like, yeah, no, I'm absolutely thrilled. And right now the gameplay is just ridiculously smooth. It yeah, looks so it's, good. all the gameplay that they showed at the recent state of play. I mean, like I went in, I'm like, okay, they're probably going to show us more gameplay than anything. And they did. They they <laughs> they stepped up to the plate. They, they had a home run with that. I think the only complaint that I have of the state of play is that it's only gameplay. Yeah. Like, that was, like, my only complaint. It's like, out comes Yoshi P. Hello, everybody. I'm Yoshi P. Here's gameplay footage. (laughs) Exactly. Here's 20 minutes of, I would say, hardcore spoiler territory. Kind of. I mean, kind of, but we don't know the context of everything. So that's why I'm like, it's fine. Exactly. It's one of those, you know, going into a Final Fantasy game, you know Bahamut's going to show up eventually. You know, you know, Odin's gonna be there. There's I gonna mean, be a Marlboro. from the get go, we knew that the Ike, all the icons were gonna be there. Classic icons: Garuda, Titan, Bahamut, Odin, exactly. Phoenix. That's what it's like. Depending on who you are, I was just like, you know what? They sh- well, that's the thing. They showed every freaking icon fight. Parts <laughs> of it. Like, parts of it. And, yeah, and, and, and to be fair, some of them were like, it was like, what was it like? 
altered titan or something like that it was like forms oh. of these things so it's like yeah. are there multiple like what's yeah, the I context of that like, like lost titan or like uh, yeah there's like a dark um oh god like a dark version of ifrit or something like that it's yeah called, like, it's uh, ifrit prime or something i don't remember prime. <laughs> it's like something like that <laughs> No, you're right. There's this like it's almost like two different versions of Efreet in this game. So I'm just like, okay, where's that coming from? Yeah, exactly. We we and we don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on the supporting cast with what we've seen of them? Clive, uh, Jill, Sid, and best boy, uh, Torgal. Yeah, little Torgal. Okay, first of all, I want to talk about Torgal. Yeah, I'll talk about Torgal afterwards. Here's the thing, because I think I know. Here's the thing. Obviously, Torgal's going to be a minion in 14. Like, duh. Okay, They're so, going to make him a little minion. Okay, I'm gonna, I want to address this right now. Here's four... Because we know that there's going to be an event. Yoshi P has joked about, yeah, I just got to talk to the developer of Final Fantasy 14 and, you know, talk about getting a collaboration. <laughs> and I'm like, the fact the that the man has Pete's joked about that now. Are getting together. I'm like, we're, we know we're going to get it. Like, of come... Course. June ideally probably start of June is when we'll see that event crossover or right when the game comes out we'll see the event yeah I I was gonna say like week of or the month of it's probably gonna happen like at the same time yeah yeah Torgal Minion I think that's guaranteed if we'll get Torgal Minion people will riot (laughs) I think we'll also get a Torgal (laughs) Mount because that's a big dog you know, it's so funny. I was thinking that too. I was like, is is he big enough to mount? I mean, maybe for a Lollafell. But I was just like, I don't know. I was kind of thinking of that. I was just like, I mean, they, know, they, they, they gave us bigger. a Mega Shiba. They did give us a Mega Shiba in the shop. Oh, they did? Oh, that's right. You've seen me, you've seen me ride yeah, the Shiba this, before. Yeah, the, the Black Hyetta. They made a they made a mountain version of it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, well, the, yeah they have the the rate. Well, actually, there's a regular Shiba, and it has a minion, and then you have the black Shiba as well. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, you're totally right. It's just like I thought about that too. I was like, eh, it's you know, it's still like pretty much a dog. It's very husky size. I'm just like, would they actually make that amount? I don't know. I mean, a minion for sure. Duh. Like, and usually, when it happens. comes to like these crossover events. Uh, they usually give a mount in them, like with Final Fantasy 15 when they had that collaboration event. I was they gave us just the car. about to bring that up. Yeah, no, the regalia that seats four people, which I was, I'm, I'm sad I don't have. I, I, I know. Am very, like, but here's the thing: it's not the last time we'll ever see that mount. There are possibilities where we, we can see that mount in a Moogle tro- Tombstone event. There is a possibility because the previous Tombstone event brought back an item that has a, a mount that hadn't been seen in like years. So I know I was like, you know, I just started playing with, you know, you know, freshly just started playing with a group of us. Um, gosh, it was like the beginning of December or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the beginning of December. So, I mean, yeah, the first thing I saw was like a flying regalia and I just got so mad because everybody said, no, you can't get that anywhere at the moment. I'm just like, I'm so mad because again, it seats four. Perfect. You could just fly to every raid, all eight of you, two cars love it <laughs> Go to or you know you get the you get the the space whale from the shop yeah space that's whale that's an eight four. i know <laughs> it's just it's such a dorky looking mount but i do love it <laughs> it's great 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I, I hope we'll see the, the regalia again. Uh, I, I'm just sad that we'll, we'll probably never see the yokai collaboration again. Yo, okay. Like yokai. You might watch. have to. Ch- oh, okay, you might have to tell me that on a different thing. A bu- it's a bunch <laughs> of minions. It was a bunch of minions based off the series. I think there was like one mount, one or two mounts as well that you could have gotten. Oh, that's pretty cute. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. What, yeah. When it comes to Torgal specifically, I was gonna say, yeah. No, duh. He's definitely being a minion. Most likely a mount too. I would probably put money on that. But I was just like, everything about Torgal that you see from everything in 16, I think is absolutely great. I mean, the fact that he actually does have commands on the D-pad, I was like, oh, cool. So we do kind of influence the AI, even though they're kind of auto mode. Yeah, they said that it's more auto mode for like Jill and Sid and like any other people that might possibly join you because they've only really shown Jill and Sid as support. Uh, but Torgal, who's with you throughout the entire game, from the looks of it, you get to command, and then you get to give him a treat afterwards. Yes, exactly. They have petting, and you can feed him a little little bacon treat. <laughs> I, I mean, that, so that's what cute. that's what the fans wanted. Of course, it's like anything. Well, it's like even fifth. No, was it fifteen? Yeah, the fact that you could literally just go around and pet cats. I thought that was adorable. Yeah, just you know. Just a side quest with a cat. Exactly. Well, I mean, they did that in 7 Remake. Except They for did that, they do that in 7 Remake as that, well. But it's like, you know, it's, it's it's the nice little details there. Yeah. I kind of hated that part, though, because I hated going around finding Betty's cats because she's a terrible kid Ch- who, has like, who has like 20 white cats. I'm just like, can't you just keep these in line? Like, she's a crazy cat lady at the age of seven. <laughs> like, what are you and doing? Cra- crazy cat lady in training. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this child you right here. <laughs> I see the cats, they speak to me. <laughs> and they're telling me things that you wouldn't like to hear. Yep. And then she gets a leather cat outfit, has a whip. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> you speak to cats. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Just straight up cat woman for real. Like. <laughs> I'd rather just like, I don't know, just doing the side quest with Betty and the cats. I was just like, I I hate this already. But (laughs) again, you kind of just need that. The cats, the dogs, let's have it. Let's pet them. Let's feed them. Love it. And the fact that you can actually use commands as on the D-pad, I'm just like, cool. So there is like some level of interactivity when it comes to the actual like. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to Torgal specifically. You're right though with... um, Jill and Sid. For the record, I love Sid. Speaking of Diablo 4, he's actually a main voice actor in that one. So in one month alone, this voice actor has two huge games coming out. 16 and Diablo 4. His voice is amazing. And again, I feel like this is a little bit of a spoiler, but not really because they showed it. He is the dominant of Ramu. Is it Sid? It is. They straight up showed it. Oh, I didn't. Was, I didn't even notice that. Well, here's the thing. If you, well, I mean, here's the st- thing. You can pick up that Jill is the dominant for Shiva. Absolutely. Like, yeah, she's. Very I mean, much like I'm gonna. I'm gonna say sale. this. Yeah, ex- exactly. If you play yeah. 14, small minor heavens ward spo- spoiler. She yes. looks like. I'm like okay. She looks so much like a sale. She's like she copy, has Shiva. Copy pasta straight yeah. into 16. Good <laughs> job, Yoshi Shiva. P. Exactly. <laughs> Which again, I just finished Heaven's Ward, so dear God, the end of that just well, that was devastating. 
anyway. <laughs> now the question is if you can stop Won't say it. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's not like, dang it. <laughs> See, <laughs> okay. You know, it's funny because again, like the state of play just showed gameplay when it comes to story. They, yeah, they're not showing us shit. anything, which I think is kind of nice. Yeah. Wait, I have a, here's the thing. I wrote on my notes, state of play, I'll raise you a PAX 23 East. Did you see that showcase? Oh, yes. They, oh, I, I, I saw the Cliff Notes version of that because I know they showed a yes. lot more there than they did no, at state of play. It was, yeah, it was a full hour showcase of Yoshi P actually playing the game. And I was just like, this is so much more interesting to me because again, like, you know, big icon fights, duh, it's going to happen. Like, I, you know, I don't need to see Bahamut and, you know, Phoenix flying around shooting each other. That necessarily doesn't intrigue me much. It, it does, but literally 20 minutes of just kaiju fights, I kind of got sick of it real quickly. But the PAX 23 East showcase, an hour long of actual gameplay and Yoshi P is playing the game. And I thought it was probably the best thing in the world. Yeah, again, go out and see the 16 PAX 23s, the hour-long version of it, because it was so much more in-depth than anything the state of play showed. Yeah. I just, yeah, like, do yourself a favor. It's so much better. Again, he literally answers uh, questions that the community was all like, you know, this, <laughs> can you give me more RPG instead of the A in RPG? Like a lot of, like, he was answering those kind of questions. As in, like, you know, action RPG instead of it's more action than it is RPG. Like, he starts answering all of those questions. And, like, what's with the quick time events? He starts answering those questions. And the fact that the icon battles evolve. Like, again, do yourself a favor. Oh, my God. The hour-long PAX 23 East is so worth it when it comes to 16. It definitely is. Yeah. I was going to say, but you are absolutely right. Jill has to be Shiva's dominant that just I mean I think sense. they showed it as well like uh, like you find her like in the ice area like in an icy area like it's yes the signs are there like if they haven't fully announced yet but I, I'm pretty sure they did like uh-huh talk about that <laughs> it's like yeah no that's 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 Shiva well exactly and it kind of makes makes you question okay what are the alliances here so we have Ramu Ifrit Phoenix and Shiva on a side well, you see, that's the thing. Like, like Phoenix, wh- what is going like, on? Like the Phoenix thing. That's where I'm questioning. Like, does he have control of both Phoenix and Ifrit? See, I don't know because, in my opinion, like again, the only thing it shows is like a little clash between Ifrit and Phoenix at the very beginning of the game. You know, with Joshua. Yeah, that small child. Yeah, who is the dominant for Phoenix? Yeah, it was just—it's making me question of like oh that well i mean i i have a feeling that that kid doesn't make it to the second act you know what i mean no absolutely which the state of play i think kind of spoiled that one like here i mean here's i mean we've kind of known that from even like the initial trailers though yeah like the like the first trailer they showed that kid with blood on his face it's like Mm -hmm. oh they're coming after to kill this kid i think yep they're getting rid of the dominant phoenix yeah that's why it's just like I mean, you're absolutely right. I think that's... I got confused on why Clive is is both. Like, a vessel for both. We'll and, the fi- fact- well, that, and that's what we'll find out. I think that's a exactly. nice mystery to have going into this game. Yeah. And again, you know, the fact that this game is literally three stages of his life. 
that's curiosity too. It's his I mean, did they do that like a 30s. little bit? They did that a little bit with like Noctis in fifteen, where it was like the, the his teenage years, and then True. I think the game was his adult year. Yes, again, they should have just made all of that one game. I don't know why they didn't. But well, mm, Brotherhood was his like growing up. That was a YouTube series, animated series that you had to watch separately. Um. The game is literally him in his like early, like late teens, early twenties. I'm still not sure. And then yeah, big, you know, flash forward what like 10, 15 years later or something like that. And he has just the world shrouded in darkness, and he has to, yep, he has to go fight Arden and make it right again. So yeah, like this this whole story aspect is the only thing that I'm just like I don't know anything, and I like it. Like, the state of play was specifically, like, it was just icon battles. Like, that's all they showed. Which I was totally fine with, but at the same time, I don't care because I want to know what's going on. (laughs) But you want to hear a fun theory? Are you ready for this one? Okay, so very much like 14, where you kind of, like, go around fighting the primals to get rid of them. You know what I mean? How is Clive able to become like Shiva, Ramu, Titan? It's like after you defeat the dominant, you inherit. I, be- I believe it's like with what they showed, because it kind of showed like the power up wheel is you get like certain abilities from them, but you can't right tur- out- outright turn into them. Like, they have smaller skill wheels that you're able to inherit things from. Yes. Because in- you can still be blessed by the icons. Yeah. Well, because there is a moment in the state of play where he's an icon and then like uh, Titan's just throwing rocks at him and he's all just like, oh, you could do that. If you could do that, so could I. And then he just like land sets him or like, you know, blue mages him. Maybe, that, maybe, that's, new... maybe that's the twist. Clive is just a blue mage. He's Yeah, he's a blue mage pretending to be a warrior. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's blue maged as a warrior. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> he's almost just like what if you could turn like a conflicted dark knight and a blue mage into one that's basically clive exactly <laughs> easy yeah. yeah that's why it's just like you could tell that he can like land set or just like blue mage people but that's the thing i'm almost curious if he is the last vessel do you know what i mean like he is the last of the icons he's literally going around destroying all the icons thinking that they're like without them this world would be better as in like he's literally the annihilator of primals or icons i have a feeling that that's probably what they're going to do but again that's just a theory at the moment a game theory a game theory that's just kind of like my idea because even the dominance they're the wardens of the elements and the icons themselves so after you defeat the dominant you quickly go straight into an icon fight. So, again, this is what the the developers have said. The wardens, or the dominants are the wardens of elements and the icons themselves. So, I'm just very confused. And like I said, Sid is Ramu's dominant. That is not a spoiler. They showed that. Jill is Shiva's dominant. Again, that just seems like a duh. And we know that that buff, bald guy that they keep showing in the trailers is Titan. Yeah, 
Exactly. So I don't remember oh what God. his name is. I think they showed his name once in there. I think but... they. Yeah, it's like when when you're fighting him or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like okay, where's where are the alliances? Who's who's on whose team? Like, what's going on? You know, Clive is just going around destroying everything in his wake. It's just like cool. I'm down. Yeah, I I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a great game. I know. I want to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to add on 16 before we move on to our second topic of the day? Yes, I want to briefly mention. Again, the icon battles evolve, which is great because the the very first one it almost looked like a tutorial, and it looked very. I feel stiff like that is boring. probably going to be the case for it. Yeah, it looked very stiff and boring, and I was just like, "This looks bad." But then, yeah, they showed so much more, so I'm just like, "I am 100 on board with the fact that you can do more as the icon." Uh, ooh, let's talk. Okay, quick time events though. I hate quick time events, and again. Yoshi P did say this. Quick time events are very much like God of War aspect. I don't know. Do you play the God of War series at all? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, the quick time events are only like a loading screen to get to the next area, basically. If that makes sense. Oh. As in, like, the quick time event is just to show you how we evolve to the second phase. As in, there's a quick time event, but it's not at the detriment of, like, a loading screen the quick time event is there to keep the action in your hand that's kind of cool actually yeah well it's like the gameplay is still going it's not like if you fail the quick time event you have a game over that's not what it's about so i just wanted to reiterate that quick time events are just to get to the next phase that's kind of nice it's beautiful and again that's what it's very god of war thing to do it's just a loading screen to get the characters on their feet so they can keep on fighting. Punch like again, and punch again, and punch, 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 <laughs> punch, punch again. There really is a smash button one that kind of, it's kind of like that. You just have to like smash square to get back up, basically. <laughs> Easy, perfect, great. Yep. I know. <laughs> I think that's it so far when it comes to 16. Again, I have so much to talk about with 16, but... I can genuinely say those are kind of the the general ideas I have of it. Uh, well, with that, then we'll quickly move on to our second topic of the day: Final Fantasy VII R. Which I ask, yeah. are you ready for more of Tetsuya Nomura's tomfoolery? Yeah. Okay, this one I am, because <laughs> his <laughs> Nomura can be both just a genius, but. Uh, at the cost of sometimes being a dipshit. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it right <laughs> now. I mean, no, that is, that's basically the Nomura way. I think FF7R was a great game. Remake was great. I, I As a guy who never played 7 originally, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, FF7R. Uh, every bit of it. I enjoyed the... Uh, the DLC that came out for the PS5 exclusive. Because oh, I was got good. a PS5. I, I cried... Uh-huh. at the end of it because i'm like oh no not like this yeah no legit that was completely unexpected i i wasn't expecting i mean i mean here's the thing you I'm, I'm small spoilers you introduce a new character that's not in the original game you, you expect it to happen but still how it happened i'm like oh fuck yeah i mean she is in the original game but she is a side character yeah that you but, have to but answer so her- but so sodon is not oh yeah oh you're talking that's what i'm referring to sodon yes oh god 
I know. <laughs> I loved it. Like, <laughs> I love Sonan. And I love that they actually incorporated some of the compilation. I'm not going to lie. But what happens to Sonan is just devastating. Well, again, it gives Yuffie more of a reason to join the party. Because again, even in what Final Fantasy VII OG, you just see her chilling in a forest. You have dialogue options to get her on your team. She's probably the weirdest character to actually join. The only reason she does is because she wants your materia. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like now she actually has a motivation to A motivation go to join. And she yeah. still wants your materia. Exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I still think she's gonna be, you know, kind of a bitch and steals it. But she has a reason for doing all of this. It's because she wants to, you know, recreate what Wu Tai was before the war. Yeah, get revenge on Shinra. And get revenge on Shinra. And which I think she doesn't which care who gets in her way. That includes Cloud and Company. So I I get it. Like good job. Good freaking work. Uh what are you hoping for? What are you hoping to see in Rebirth? Because I, I think we're gonna see we're we're gonna get at least seven characters. I think we could well, I think we might get the entire party in this game. Yes. Like like with, exactly with how they said that they're <laughs> pacing out this trilogy, because it's gonna be a trilogy. Of yes. Remake, Rebirth, and the third R. Huey, what do you have any ideas on the third R? I actually, um, we've talked about it on our channel multiple times. <laughs> uh, you see, I would say Reunion, but Reunion was used for Crisis Core. Yeah, that's exactly. I was like, what a perfect way to put Reunion as the third and final one. But then they but did it I for don't Crisis think it'll Core, be Reunion. so I was like, no, it's wrong. I mean, it's already wrong. Crisis Core has reunion. Yeah. So, what's That's a good what, What's a well, good R word? Here's the thing. I wanted to sh I wanted to show you some of the silly ones that we did. You know how like Resident Evil movies with like the Milia Jovovich movies? Oh yeah. Like there was like, you know, what was it? Retribution. Resolution. Revolution or like, oh god, independent. Resolution Here's the thing. Resolution Yes. Not bad. I think not that terrible. one could work. That was not See, terrible. It's funny because there's like a pro con and then there's like the ones that I'm just like, eh, I'm indifferent to. I'd be fine with it. Because even Rebirth, I never would have thought that that was going to be the second title. But it makes sense too, though. But I mean, yeah, you know, there's just like, you know, independence, resurgence. It's like, I swear to God, if I hear any of those, I'm going to throw up a little bit. <laughs> but I thought, I thought a funny one was just like represent Represent <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven. Represent, represent, bro. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. God, but that, that would be funny. Funny. I even put retcon, which isn't technically a re <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven retcon because kind of is. I, I, here's the thing. I want to talk about like a prediction I have for this game a little later. Ooh, me too. Okay, right. I just thought that was hilarious, but I was like. There was like, you know, Final Fantasy VII remade. Instead of remake, it says remade and we're done with it. I thought Reintegration. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rerun. I don't know. Oh, oh, wait, yo, it actually probably has to start with re. Oh, it absolutely has to, yeah. It has to, it has to, so. Well, that's why it's like the good ones. You know, uh, Final Fantasy VII Restored. Remember? Re Remembrance. Oh, God. That would be a good one. Or even revive or reconcile. 
See, like Reconcile's too long. I feel like they're gonna keep it short. Two yes. syllables at least. Two syllables, I think. Yeah, like remake, rebirth, re revive, restore, revive, restore, uh, restore. Not bad. Revive, yeah. possibly. Re. I just really wanted to go on this because I was just like, I thought <laughs> it was fun. Rechain of memories. Re <laughs> it ties into Kingdom Hearts. The more I did it again. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, this is gonna be a huge crossover and it, yeah, 4. that's all this is. Is is it just ends with Sora appearing on screen? Yep. Hey How guys, I'm Sora. <laughs> Cloud, what are you doing here? We gotta go save the world. Yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 4, you get that resolution. He goes through time and space to show up in rebirth. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, I know, right? But honestly, remembered works for on multiple layers, because even if you look at the live stream, it's a conscience of memories. So remembered could be a fun one. That's actually a good, I'm going to write that one down because I was like, I did not think of that. But okay. yeah, sorry, those are good. I like that. Yeah. Now, I just thought now, that would be funny. I have a prediction and I've, I think I've stated this before, but I have a feeling that in this game, either at the very end. Oh my God, are you going to say what I'm about to say? Game, Yes. What? Zach catches up with the group somehow. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I was gonna <laughs> thought you were gonna say, but I do have that idea too. <laughs> because at the, at the here's the thing. I think it's called rebirth. I think it's called rebirth because Aerith won't die. You know what? That's funny. I thought of rebirth too, as in like um, this is a kind of like a a renewed timeline. This is this is Final Fantasy Seven. This is a different time. We're on a different timeline because Zach's like, not dead now. Yeah, like we remade it in remake, duh. And then this oh is the my rebirth. Final oh Fantasy my god, VII that's rebirth. what it stands for. No, we're probably right. We've got yeah. This is what happens when you play too much games that Nomura makes. Yeah, you begin to think you know, like him. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's just like. The man, here's the thing, in defense of Nomura, real quick, in defense of Nomura, he is a genius, but at the same time, at the cost of being too smart that he doesn't get his his point across. And that's what happened in specifically Kingdom Hearts. But he's a genius, but at the same time, the way he does it is is kind of dumb sometimes. You know when you have such a good idea, but you can't articulate it well? And everybody in the room is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like that's what happens with Nomura a lot. But no, I think you are absolutely right. Um, that, there's going to be like this singularity at some point that these worlds are going to collide. As in these timelines are going to like fuse into one. But where and when is more so the exciting part and also if it even fucking happens. You know what I mean? Rebuild. Ooh, rebuilt. Yeah. That'll be the third one. game. I'm calling it now because the timelines get fucked up that they have to then go in, go save it in the third or something like that. I feel Ooh, like with the second okay. game, we're going to, they've said that it's going to be a bit more like open worldy with how it's going to be with what they've said about the game. It's going to be a bit more because we're outside of Midgar. Yes. In the open areas. So I feel like we're going to tackle 
a majority of like the middle of the game. So meeting yeah. the rest of the party members, Yuffie, Sid, Vince, Vincent. Kate, yeah. Sith, and then Zach at the end of it. And the game will end yeah. with, instead of Sephiroth killing Aerith, it'll end up with another boss fight against Sephiroth because, or, you know, another yes. boss fight against those hooded creatures. See, there's, yeah, there's three things that you just brought up. Um, the open worldness, again, very much like 16. I think it's just going to be zones. They're just going to be big yeah. zones. Very much like 14 or 12. There's just going to be which big makes, zones. Which because, makes sense. Yeah, if it was open world, again, this is a store. You need that line, uh, the linearity yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we, we're working with like, and I say open world. Yeah, it's like open zone areas. Like, yeah, I, I, said, I, I feel like in those won't come accessible because I feel like the first thing that you'll end up doing is we'll end up meeting Sid first and then get the, was it the high wind in seven? No, the tiny Bronco is first. It's the tiny oh, Bronco. Well, yes. The, well, you get the tiny Bronco. F- well, okay. First of all, oh god. So you just opened up a whole new thing. Well, what what Sid? What Sid? It's what Sid ship in seven. Okay, yeah, it's the high wind. Yeah, it is the high wind. That's what I I because with with how things are going, I feel like they're just going to go straight to that. Yeah, you know, let's like let's just skip all that little. Well, exactly. There's like the doom buggy. That can ride on sand. There was, you know, obviously the chocobos. There's the tiny bronco, which only lets you traverse shallow water. And then there's the high wind. Like there's so many. Well, there's the submarines too, which I don't fucking know what's gonna happen. At I Junon. mean, I feel like if they were gonna give us a submarine, it'll give us in the third act because the yes. third the sub because <laughs> the third act in the game is when we fight the weapons as well. If I yes, well. Yes, I think that's going to be more so three, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that'll be a three thing, but like, just as just saying that, like, that's where we'll probably we'll probably get the submarine in the third game. Well, if exactly, we yeah. do get that, yeah, you know, if there ever is like, I'm just excited because like the middle thing. of the game area is also we'll also get we'll get the gold saucer. Yes. See, this is you know again, yeah. Going back to the open worldness, it's just like yeah, I think it's just going to be open zones. It's not going to be like open world. Um, and two, you're right. I was one of those people who wanted a one-for-one remake. I did. You know, when I heard that uh, Final Fantasy VII was being remade, I was just like, you know, give me a one-for-one remake. I'm fine. I'm happy. The fact that they changed it, I'm also exhilarated. Because I'm like, wow, now they can shove everything that they've ever wanted to into the Final Fantasy VII series. Nomura can finally finish that fanfic he's been writing for years. Yes. Like literally <laughs> shove the entire compilation in the seven world and universe. He can finally do that. But um, you know, again, I'm thrilled for that. I'm excited. But oh god, there was a reason why I was saying all this. Oh, oh yeah, I wanted a one-for-one remake because again, the what happens at Calm needs to say the same. As oh, that's cloud. where Cloud goes into the coma, right? Uh, that's later. But um, yes, that still needs to happen too. Which again, I think that's more so going to be the third. See, I don't know when that's going to happen. But anyways, well, Calm is when he actually tells everybody um, what happened at Nibelheim. That's oh. literally going to be the very beginning <laughs> of Rebirth. So it- I'm just oh. like... That's where calm happens. Is he? Oh, tells- I feel like I feel like that's like a perfect place to start with that with this game. Yes, 
and that's then it the... ends with Zach appearing, and then everybody's like, "Wait, but you just said he's dead." See, yes, yeah, so that's gonna be like a shock and awe at some time. But again, I feel like the singularity might actually like it's still gonna be a faithful, like one to one adaptation halfway through rebirth, and at that halfway point, maybe when they get to Nibelheim for real. That's where the singularity happens and the world just shatters. As in everybody has their own ideas of what's going on. Maybe Zach shows up at Nibelheim. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so hard to theorize because. <laughs> no, you know what? I You know what I feel like they would do? I feel like it's like they're, they're going to fucking pull a bait and switch on us. Where it's like, yes. Aerith is praying at the, at the place in the water. You see Sephiroth coming down, and you see Cloud trying to rush to get to him, but you know he's going to be too late. And in comes Zack Fair to save the day. I feel like I've engulfed enough media at this point <laughs> to know to, that I just, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Here's the thing. Okay, so 100% yes. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like it could be done so many different ways. But this is my personal, like, again, this is a personal one yeah. that I don't think I've ever seen. I'm not sure if anybody has. But my theory is, what if Zack actually gets taken over by Sephiroth? Is that even possible? Yes, because Sephiroth, or the Sephiroth gene does exist within Zack. And it's because Zack dies in Crisis Core that Sephiroth doesn't even, you know, he's dead. It does, yeah, Zach doesn't exist within the OG Final Fantasy VII uh, timeline. So, okay, this is just, I'm just saying, this is going to be weird. So, as, so Zach, as Sephiroth, is the one who actually kills Aerith, and then Cloud has to kill Zach as Sephiroth. As oh, in, it's like a that's double an interesting whammy. take on it, actually. Like, I wouldn't be mad if that happened. See, I think that's an twisted. interesting take on it, but then like, I'm just yeah. going to say, so Sephiroth became Xehanort. It, a little, well, I mean, even if you look at the OG, you know, seven, there's like, uh, Genova was parading around as Sephiroth the entire time. Well, yeah, but I mean, she that's just... Sephiroth in 20 different bodies in OG. Yeah, but that's not like the Nomura level of take. That's just, that's but, just like, that's just... see. True, but then you go to Advent Children and realize, oh yeah, Sephiroth can infest Kadaj, Lazul, or whatever the fuck their names are, Yaz. Oh, his chill yeah, his fucking children. Yeah. You know, again, there's still tattooed Sephiroth out there. That yeah, you know, he can infest anybody at any point. Yo, what and that's the, what I'm saying. What if this the third broken... game is just Advent Children? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> i'm not kidding it's like you know again going to the nomura thing it's just like it was the last like five percent of remake is just like okay kingdom hearts okay advent children you know <laughs> honestly if it kind of just spirals into advent children I, I wouldn't hate it because i didn't really hate advent children again it's nomura having two hours to tell a story which he can't do, if I'm being completely honest. Oh yeah, that's what. That's why he needs like ten games to do it. Exactly. It's just like it'll make sense eventually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, here's a question I have: Do you think this game is going to get delayed? 
Here's the thing. Um, I think it already did. Oh, as did of it? here's the thing. As of a couple days ago, the president of Square Enix is out, and a new guy, a new guy showed up. This is the truth because I mean, again, I I put side comments on Square Enix's future because the the president of Square Enix he failed with the Avengers. Babylon's fall was a huge loss. Forspoken, that studio doesn't exist anymore. Square Enix had to reacquire them. And First Soldier, the Battle Royale is not doing very well. Well, I mean, they, they announced that First Soldier is getting shut down. Exactly. So it's just like, that's, I mean, those are even Avengers. That lost like $350 million for Square Enix. That is a huge hit. And that was such a bad idea to begin with. And it was the president who was the one who did that. So literally, if you think about the last like five years, if you take away Final Fantasy VII, if you take away fourteen, and if you take away sixteen, what the hell has Square Enix done in the last 10 years that has been a, a huge success? In the last 10 years? Heaven Sword onwards of 14. Well, I, I said take away 7, oh, 14. Away. Okay. Well, uh, just take away 7 and 14 because 16 isn't even out yet. Uh, Hitman. <laughs> I mean, okay. True. I would say that was a huge success as in like, this is Square Enix level of like, you need a you need something to like keep the company going as in let's not try to be bought out by Sony yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, if you take away 7, 14, and now 16, they don't If you have take a lot away the numbered Final Fantasy games, what does that leave you? Well, it leaves me with squares in an <laughs> Enix, po- in an Enix possibly. Yeah. Uh, what about Nier? Nier would count because Nier, Nier came would out in the last count. 10 years. Exactly. Nier was good, but even at that, they, they pop out games almost like every six years or something. Like they, Yeah, to I be fair, like, yeah, that is the case with Nier. Yeah. You know, it's like they are a hit, but they're not like a huge hit, nor do they, nor, yeah, yeah, New York's great. But like I said, it's like the Square Enix president is out as of like two, three weeks ago. And a new one just popped in. So I think that they already put seven rebirth. What even says winter? Like, it said, yeah, it says mean? like late late this year early next year like it's they've gave a window for it and i think i think like right right now they're probably going to push to the end of that window more likely especially with 16 coming out this year it makes more sense for rebirth to come out at the start of next year that's what i thought because it's like okay why would you compete because that's also around the time when remake came out yeah well exactly it it came out i believe june 2020 it was, no, it, it, was, was like June Fe- it was like February, March. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. But <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, but also it's like, why would you compete with your own game within the same year if we're talking about yeah, like exactly. award like, season Poke- and all Pokemon, that shit? I feel like Pokemon kind of suffered that with uh, the close window between Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. This it. You know, again, it's just like, you know, you're giving yourself a good year, but at the same time, it's like, okay, what about the year after that? You know, you might want to spread it out a little better. And again, it's like, why would you compete with your own titles if they're doing well? 
Well, especially with 16, I think 16 is going to be a huge hit. I think 16 is going to be one of the best Final Fantasy games. In a uh, very long time. Like, you, you got, like, Yoshi P has proven himself with his writing staff. And I, I think 16 is going to be a masterpiece of modern day Final Fantasies. It is, and it will. Like, I, yeah. Like I said, with everything that we've seen from PAX and uh, State of Play, I think it's going to be fucking phenomenal. So I can't wait. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, man, I think uh, Rebirth is going to be delayed because of the president specifically alone. And I think it is going to be more so February, March when we actually do see it. Which I am so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, give it some time. Yeah. Let, but, let them cook, as the yes. kids say. Yes. <laughs> Please. It's just. Honestly, nothing... honestly, I'm scared if we let Nomura cook. Not going to lie. It, well, yeah, exactly. He'll just change it all. It's just like, nah, <laughs> we're going to delay it another year. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, pull a fucking Hideo Kojima on us where you know yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I had this line for Death Stranding 2. I redid the entire game because yeah. of the pandemic. And you're going to wait. <laughs> So thanks. See, that's what I'm like, like afraid of. Too, as though. much respect <laughs> as I give Kojima, holy fuck, is he like just as bad of as Mora sometimes? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> is there anything but, else you want to add on FF7R before we head into the bonus level? You know, it's so funny. I was like, you said hoping for in in Rebirth. Yes, um, I think the entire party is going to happen in Rebirth. I really do. Again, there's going to be we're going to be skipping a lot of things, but then there's a lot that's going to be added as well. And the things that are going to be added, I am scared for. <laughs> Again, I don't want fucking Roche coming back. I didn't like him. I thought he was weird. Uh, Roche was the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Motorcycle soldier, motorcycle Motors- dude. Yeah, fucking frat bro who's just like, oh, you BB butts, dude. I'll come back. <laughs> I'll fuck you up, I think. I don't know. It was just the weirdest character. And I swear to God, the resolution with Kyrie, I don't care. Johnny can suck it. I mean, Johnny was great comedic relief. I'll give him that. Truth. It's like, don't call me bro. Bro! (laughs) It's the funniest fucking thing. It's great. Yeah. No, Cloud and him was, it was beautiful. But um, honestly, straight up, the PHS system. Oh, yeah. What I'm, both, what I'm both scared and excited about is the PHS system as long as, or as well as the AI involvement. Because, okay, get this. So the battle director was like, I want to do a gambit system, kind of like 12. And that automatically shot up in my head like, oh, God, cool. So they don't just attack, uh, uh, you know, attack and block when you're not using them. They're a little more engaged. But how engaged are we talking? I don't want them to use ATB because I feel like that is the only thing that you as the player have control over. Like, really? Is the ATB system of, like, using, uh, you know, abilities, items, uh, magic? Yeah. I'm afraid that the Gambit system might be too much for Final Fantasy VII, the remake series. I don't know about it. But he did say that I want a Gambit system to be involved. Again, how? I don't know. And leave my ATBs alone, if that's the case. 
<laughs> Leave my ATBs alone, Demora. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't touch them. It's the, it's the only thing I have. <laughs> Like, it really is, though. And I'm just like, please don't touch it. And the PHS system, again, the reason why I'm playing 10, uh, you know, on stream is because I love the fact that you can just take people in and out whenever the hell you want to. I I just love that idea. You know, you just kind of trigger, what, L1, and then you stick in a new player. As in, Aerith is healing in the background. Cloud used up all his ATB. Go ahead and switch uh, Yuffie in to do some, you know, to kill the flying creatures. You know, get rid of those motherfuckers. Yeah, that would be uh, getting, especially with like a bigger cast, being able to access more than just like three of them at a time would be great. Because, yeah, you know, the little bit of PHS that we saw in Remake is just the two squads split up. As in, there's like Tifa and Aerith doing stuff down there while Barrett and Cloud are doing stuff on a higher level. I didn't I didn't love that idea. <laughs> I mean it was all right, but like yeah, no, I definitely can see the the gripes with it. Yes. So again, what what am I scared for? The AI involvement, the PHS system, but I'm also very excited to see them. And also the synergy materia. Again, if we're talking about Yuffie and Sonan going back to those two, holy crap. The fact that those two can do combined abilities is something that none of the original cast in Remake could do. I hope that there's more involvement with that. As in like team up tack abilities. That would be cool. I think I think that I I feel like Namora would play on that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I really do think like the you know the the evolved materia that could happen in this series are now endless. You could have team up attacks and all that stuff. I would love to see that idea. Because like I said, they did it with, you know, Sonon and Yuffie, and I thought it was the funnest thing I've ever seen. They were doing backflips off of each other. She's like jumping on his pole and getting lifted in the air and slamming down on creatures. Like, it's just so fucking cool. Like, even like if, if they did like limit break, well, even if you look at Red 13 and Barrett when they were killing the Arbiter at the very end of Remake, that was a combined limit break attack. Uh, Barrett was doing big shot and Red 13 was doing his little contained ball, whatever the hell that was, Red Fang. I don't remember. Contained ball, limit break yeah. active. <laughs> I know, just like the weird combinations, like Omni, you know, dolphin kick. Like that'd be weird. <laughs> or Blood Fang. All of that, uh, that kind of that wraps that up, and it's time for us to now head on into the bonus level. A look ahead to gaming anniversaries, one-on-one debates, and weekly highlights. Here's this week's bonus level. And we start off every bonus level with this week in gaming history. Here's what happened in the past from April 24th to 30th. Starting off on the 24th in 1992, Hudson released the Star Parodia video game for the PC Engine in Japan. On the 25th, 2006, Majesco released Guilty Gear Dust Strikers for the Nintendo DS in North America. On the 26th, 1999, Nintendo released Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64 in North America. On the 27th, 2008, Mario Kart Wii was released on the Wii in the US and Canada. 
On the 28th, 2017, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released for the Nintendo Switch in North America. On the 29th, 2008, Take-Two Interactive Software released Grand Theft Auto 4 for the PlayStation 3 and 360 in North America and Europe. And on the 30th, 2002, Capcom released Resident Evil for the GameCube in North America. Now we get into head-to-head. This is a brand new segment this season where we pit two video games into the ring. Only one can leave victorious, though. Ooh, gaming PvP. And the fate of these games is in your hands, Panda. (laughs) Oh, no. The games this week (laughs) are Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy VII. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Oh, I have to choose? Yes. Oh, this is so funny because I know, okay, for the record, I know a lot of people put uh, Final Fantasy VI as number one and Final Fantasy VII as number two. Again, on a personal, on a personal level, I actually like four, seven, and six. That's how I would rate my Final Fantasy life. <laughs> four, five, so and six. So neither of them I win. Mean, Final Fantasy sorry. four takes it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, four, seven, and six. So if I had, yeah, if I had to choose, I'm sorry, everybody. It's Final Fantasy seven. I just love that game. Hey, if I hey, were to choose between fair. the two. But... I love four more than the other two. <laughs> so at the end of the day, so Final hard. Fantasy IV is the real winner. Yes, absolutely. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, hey, going into our deals of the week, starting off Epic, uh, the Epic free games this week, Beyond Blue and Never Alone, they are free until April 27th, so be sure to pick those up if you have an Epic Game Store account. Desktop Dungeons is free on Steam until the 25th of April. The Xbox Publisher sale is currently going on on Steam as well. So if you want to pick up Halo for a cheaper price, now's your chance. PlayStation's Spring Sale is on until the 26th of April. And the Xbox also has... uh, Sorry, no, that one's already over. That one ended. Never mind. That's it. Those are all the sales going on currently. Uh, The Achievement of the Week is... Ooh, shiny in uh, Dead Island 2 which is to find your first legendary weapon. And the game of the week is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And lastly, our other new segment, the guest game recommendation. Panda, if there's one game you you would recommend to the audience listening to this podcast right now, what game would you recommend them to play? Oh, God, of like all time or like what's coming out now? Anything. Oh. Ah. One game. <laughs> Uh, Parasite Eve or Legends of the Dragoon just because I'm sorry I I still think Parasite Eve needs to make a comeback I'm saying that right here right now remake that Square Enix (laughs) okay good to know Uh, and with that (laughs) Panda thank you for coming on this week's episode of the podcast well thank you Tony this was fun it was where can we find you on the internet? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm not kidding. If you just uh, Red Panda Gamer RPG, and that's gamer without the E, you could find me basically anywhere. That is the truth. Everything is Red Panda Gamer. <laughs> Perfect. That's you you gotta love when you're able to get like your tag for everything. Yeah. I was like, it was, uh, oh boy, it was hard 
it was hard to find. So, and it worked. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, uh, you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube. That's where you can find me, Tony's Game Lounge. Uh, easy as that. Uh, Panda, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you, Tony. I'm not kidding. This is great. Thank you. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. Be sure to like, share, follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to this to. We will be back next week with a brand new episode right back here in the Game Lounge. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And follow Tony on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.